be a great day. I hope you're ready for the word. Everybody, let's hear it for our very own Pastor John. Come on. Yeah, baby. Thank you, Jared. Oh, man. Well, I would tell you to find a seat, but you already have one, right? Hey, can y'all hear me okay on your radios? Just wave at me if you can hear me good. Oh, I got a couple honks. There we good. That's great. Well, thank y'all again for being here. Uh, I want to thank you before I dive into the Word today. I want to thank each of you for being uh, so generous during these difficult times. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, giving. We're going to have a generosity time here at the end of the service. But I've shared with you that because of, of your generosity, we've given thousands and thousands of dollars to help multiple families and to bless our community. And now we're here in front of this, this new building, and I think it's a good time to remind you that if, if, if you haven't been able to keep up with your pledges, we'd love for you to keep doing that. We understand that everybody walks through some tough times, and if you're going through a tough time, there is absolutely no, no pressure at all. But if you're not going through a tough time, it would be great for you that those of you that can continue giving your pledges and even, even give early would, would be great. Because we've started construction on this building, y'all. It has started inside. They're tearing up uh, the concrete. They're starting to flatten in the floors. They're, putting the, they're starting to put some, uh, what do we call it, Justin? The framing. That's right. They're, they're doing framing all, all in there. So it's, it's incredible. So thank you for your generosity. And lastly, I want to remind you that the only way we can be doing what we're doing right now is because of those of you that tithe faithfully. So I want to thank you for doing that. Here's a great thing about the way God set up tithing, that it's on a percentage. So if your income goes down, then your, your tithing goes with that. If your income goes up, then your tithing goes with, with that. God knew we needed something. We could, weren't real smart. We could figure that, that one out. So I want to thank you again for your generosity. And again, we're going to give you a moment at the end uh, for all of us to give. Are you ready for the word today? Yeah. Come on, you ready? I don't have a lot to say today, but I have much to say. This will not be the longest message that you have heard me deliver, but don't let the brevity of the message disguise the weight of its words. And I know that many of you with kids are happy that it's not going to be a long message, but I really want you to lean in with me today because I feel like I have a word for our church I feel like I have a word for our city, for our nation, and for our world. And I want to share it with you today. In the book of Joshua, chapter 3, we find a story. The children of Israel are at the Jordan River. This is their second time to be at this place. They were here 40 years before, if you remember the story. For those of you that don't, briefly, the first time that they were here, God had delivered them from Egypt and had led them to the brink of the promised land. However, because of their doubt and their unbelief, they were made to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. You can find that in Numbers chapter 14. And God did this until the, the unbelieving and doubting generation passed away. He said, none of you that doubted, and, uh, doubted me and had un unbelief in your heart are going to enter into the promised land. And so for 40 years they wandered until all of them but two passed away. And now here they are again at the Jordan River after those 40 years. God speaks to Joshua and He says, here's how you're going to cross over. Joshua tells his officers to convey the message to the people. And here is what the officers said to the children of Israel. Joshua chapter 3, it's in your handout that you received today. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, 
and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. And this phrase stood out to me last week. You have never been this way before. Just look at the person in the car beside you and tell them, say, you have never been this way before. And that's my subject today. I would like to submit to you that this is where we are today. As a world, as a nation, as a city, and as a church. Now some will say that we've been here before because they will bring up the fact that we have viewed viruses that have brought fear and death to our nation before. We have, we have seen injustices for hundreds of years. We have watched our cities be destroyed by riots. We have faced financial recession and depression. But I would present to you that it has never been like it is now. We have never been this way before. Yes, we face pandemics, but never as global as this one. Has there ever been a time when the world was more focused on the same thing at the same time? Not just Nashville, not just America, the world. Everyone focused on one pandemic. Well, I have news for you. The Bible tells us that when people are in one mind, that is when revival can happen. That's right. I hear a little hand clap coming. It's as if God sent us to our rooms to make us think about our transgressions, hoping that we would come out better than when we went in. May we come out humbly, praying, seeking God's face so that He will hear from heaven, that He will forgive our sins, and that He will heal our land. We've never been this way before. It may seem like we've been here before, but not with the generation that is here now, the next generation, the new generation, the now generation. I want to talk to all the next gens. You think differently than us. You see differently. You speak differently. And I, for one, want to listen. This past week, we hosted an open, honest conversation about race and reconciliation. And we all listened. And we're going to continue to listen. The next conversation that we're going to have as a church will be with the next generation. And they're going to be doing most of the talking. And we will listen and we will continue to listen. One of our 2020 vision values, if you remember, there were seven of them. But one of them was the next generation. To all of us mature people, I want to remind you, it is imperative that we hear the next generation for there to be a future generation. It is vital for our generation's survival and influence. You know, Joshua and Caleb were the only two out of all of those people that died. Folks that died, for 40 years they wandered, and that whole unbelieving generation died, except for two people, and that was Joshua and Caleb. And the Scripture tells us the reason that they came out alive is because they had another spirit. You've heard me say this. That word another in the original language means the next. So the reason Joshua and Caleb were able to survive out of all the unbelievers and out of all those that had fear and no faith is because they had the spirit of the next generation. I don't know about you, but I want that. How many of you want that as well? I want the spirit of the next generation. Come on, look at your neighbor again and say, come on now, you've got to help him out. 
I can't hear all of you, but I see you talking. You didn't say anything. Tell her. There you go. We've never been this way before. And yes, many have faced injustices numerous times. Matter of fact, too many times. But not with the technology that we have now. Technology that allows these injustices to be projected on a worldwide stage. Where these moving images move millions to mourning and to action within days. I have personally never witnessed so many people focused and united for one reason. This past Tuesday, I looked at social media as people gathered around the anthem Blackout Tuesday. And as I scrolled, all I saw was black. And all I saw was unity. And it was all over the world, not just in America. Every color, every political persuasion. Why? Technology. The same technology that showed us the worst of humanity can show us the best of humanity. And that same technology becomes a platform for each of us to share our story, to share our testimony. Yes, I love that you ate at a nice restaurant and that's cool to see your food, but wouldn't it be great if we used this platform for better, for greater? What if we shared our story? What if we shared our testimony? That same technology can spread the gospel and every single one of us holds it in our hands. It's in your pocket now. It's in your purse. Every one of us have the potential to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've never been this way before. And this is also true as a church. We've never been here before. Eight years, eight years without our own building. Set up and tear down every weekend. Relegated to ministry only on Sundays. And now we stand on the land that God promised us and has given us. And I want to tell you from our first service here that this territory is dedicated to the Lord. Shout out to Advanced Financial, Vaveline Guys, Car Wash Fellas, Burger King. Shout out to all y'all. But I want to tell you that this property, as soon as you cross that line, this property is the Lord's. This is dedicated to God and to the establishment of His kingdom. This property will be a place of healing. It will be a venue for reconciliation. It will be a junction where heaven and earth come together, where left and right, black and white, and everyone in between can love, give, and live together. And this is why I believe that as a world, as a nation, as a city, and as a church, we have never been this way before. And just like Israel, we're about to enter into new territory. Listen to me as your pastor. And if I'm not your pastor, just pretend I am today. With new territory comes new enemies. We're going to face battles like we have never faced before. Israel stood against giants bigger than they had ever seen. Jericho's walls were taller than anything they had ever scaled. The fight will not be easy. But as Joshua said, as your leader, I want to say to you today, God has given us the city and the battle is the Lord's. We will see battles like we've never seen. But I'm happy to tell you that we're going to see victories like we've never seen. Bigger battles mean bigger victories. And the giants and the Jerichos will fall. We will also see blessings like we've never seen. 
You know, Israel experienced some amazing miracles in the wilderness. Every day they woke up, there was manna there for them. But manna is just enough. It's just enough for the day. The promised land has milk and honey, which represents more than enough. Not just milk and honey, overflowing milk and honey. I believe that as we face bigger battles, that we're also going to experience bigger blessing, abundance. We have never been this way before. In closing, as the team comes, I want you to lean in and listen closely. I do not feel qualified nor man enough to quote the following words because of the man who originally stated them. But I would be negligent if I did not. As Martin Luther King closed his message on the night before his death, he spoke these words that I believe are so fitting for where we are now. We've got some difficult days ahead, but it doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop and I don't mind. Like anybody, I would love to live a long life. Longevity has its place, but I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And He's allowed me to go up to the mountain and I've looked over and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know today that we as a people will get to the promised land. And I'm happy today. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. We have never been this way before. And we have never gone where we are about to go together. If this message resonates with you and you receive it, I want you to roll down your windows and just shout amen just as loud as you can. Amen. Amen. Thank you for your your time today. Thank you. (laughs) I want to pray for you. As I do, I'd love for our graduates to make their way to the stage. If you are a high school graduate or if you are a college graduate, if you graduated Destiny Leadership Institute, just begin to make your way to the stage. I have a feeling we're going to have a lot more of those graduates at our 11 a.m. service <laughs> than our early service today. Won't you just close your eyes and let me pray for you? Lord, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for what a pivotal, momentous day that it is. I thank you, Lord, that you've given us this place, this property, this time. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your peace and for your grace that you have shed upon us, that you bestow on us. I pray for every single person, God, that's in attendance today, that they could feel your peace in their car now. And God, even as we face uncertainty, that we would all lean into the assurance that you are a good, good Father. I thank you, Lord. Help us, God, as we navigate the next few weeks, the next few months. I pray for reconciliation, God, in our city. Forgive us for our sins. Forgive us, God, for our biases. Forgive us, Lord, when we do not look to you for guidance. Help us, Jesus. I pray continued healing over every single person here today, that you would keep us safe from the terrors at night, 
and about the diseases by day, as your scripture says. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. I want to give you an opportunity today to make a next step toward Jesus. A big step. Come on, wouldn't it be amazing for you to be one of the first people to make a commitment to Jesus Christ right here in the parking lot of the hills? Didn't even make it into the building. Right here in the parking lot. If you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord, and today you want to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that He is God, I want to lead you in a prayer. Or maybe today you want to recommit your life to Jesus Christ. If so, I want you just to join with me. Everybody in the cars, all the team here, just repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Forgive me of my pride of doing things my own way. I ask for you to cover me with your grace. I am yours today. I lay my life down. Everything I have is yours. Forgive me of all of my sins. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live an overcoming, abundant, and everlasting life in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody say amen. Come on, let's celebrate with the folks today that prayed this prayer. Amen. So good.